So when did the thought occur to you, we might miss Easter? Or that sinking realization, we are going to miss Easter and wondering how the heck over the internet will we have Easter? There won't be the Easter egg hunt before this service or our Easter bunny, no brass, no full choir, no hallelujah chorus at the end of the service, no explosion of flowers, or no squishing into the pews with all the little kids squiggling around their bunny ears and their angel wings and baskets of eggs. Yet here we are. It's Easter morning, together, yet apart. And we have such a palpable sense of what's missing, and I have a palpable yearning, we all do, to be together. But oddly enough, this may be the most real Easter ever. Because in John's Gospel that I just read, on the original Easter morning, Mary Magdalene came to Jesus' tomb full of grief and full of yearning for the Jesus she knew, for her teacher, for what was. And she came alone. And the men, the named disciples, they were huddled back in their various homes. They were filled with fear for their lives. And their lives threatened for being Jesus's followers. And their reality parallels our reality more than it may ever have in many of our lifetimes. Because usually when we celebrate Easter, we celebrate that fullness of Jesus' rising from the dead, celebrate the empty tomb, but also those resurrection appearances and the ascension, and we know the whole, the whole story. But here we are closer to the scriptural experience of Easter morning, and we come to this day somewhat like Mary, discombobulated, longing for what was. So Mary, through her tears, she peeked inside the empty tomb. She peeked inside the grief. And in there, she sees two angels who ask, why are you weeping? And she names how bereft she feels at not knowing where Jesus's body is and not being able to prepare it as it should be prepared. And then when she turns around, there's someone else there. She thinks this person is a gardener. And he also asks, why are you weeping? And she doesn't recognize it's actually Jesus. And again, she names her longing to care for Jesus's body. And at that moment, in the words of the gospel, Jesus said to her, Mary. Jesus calls her by her name and suddenly she recognizes that this seemingly unrecognizable person is actually Jesus, her teacher, the one she loves. And he tells her something I think we all near need to hear as well. Don't hold on to me. He tells her there's more to come. Don't hold on to me as you know me. I am ascending to the Father. And he tells her to go tell the others, say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And she does. It fills her. It fills her with hope and energy. And she goes to all their homes and exclaims, I have seen the Lord. 
So with Mary on this realist of real Easter mornings, on this morning of physical separateness, this morning of the empty tomb and our empty church, Jesus is actually reaching into our tears to show us he has not died, but he lives. And just like he calls Mary by name, he calls all of us by name. And Jesus is telling us, regardless of worldly circumstances, he, that he, that God cannot be defeated by any powers of this world. And the best news, he's with us in the here and now in ways we may not recognize. Luke's gospel tells of the disciples walking on the road to Emmaus after Jesus's death and not recognizing that a stranger who joins them is actually Jesus. And it isn't until they break bread together that the disciples recognize him. So we too often don't see God in our midst, even though God really is. Jesus does call us by name. Jesus does feed us. And we don't do anything to earn it. We just are who we are in our joys and our sorrows. We name our truth to one another and to God, and God is there. So Easter's proclamation is that Jesus, that God is in the world and calling us by our names, calling us intimately to our hearts through our tears. God is offering God's loving self to us and to all, offering the mercy and forgiveness and hope. So our do this Easter is simply to bear that hope, to share that hope, to let that hope freely given to all of us permeate our hearts. Let that hope fill us with energy to proclaim like Mary Magdalene, I've seen the Lord. I know that divine love is not dead. I've seen God is alive. Jesus is here. So I, oddly enough, actually feel a little bit of giddiness about Easter this morning because we aren't missing Easter. This is Easter. And the last thing I expected online was to feel even a smidgen of Easter joy, yet here it is. And it erupted out of the blue for me last night during the vigil. And whether or not you feel it or any of us feel it, we aren't actually missing Easter this year. Empty church, empty tomb, they both proclaim Jesus lives always, everywhere. And that Christ is with us now and we can shout with Mary, I've seen the Lord, there is hope now. Jesus is present now. So in that odd giddiness last night, the night before Easter morn, these odd words came to me kind of like the night before Christmas, proclaiming, Christ is risen on YouTube, on Facebook, on computers and TVs, in living rooms, dens, armchairs, and settees, into hearts young and old, healthy and ailing. God reaches in, says, I'm alive, stop wailing. So rejoice one and all, let songs of joy ring, for God's love wins in the end. So hallelujah, let's sing. And let us begin this odd Easter morn 
to spread the good news, divine hope born anew amidst all that's askew. Happy Easter, everybody. Amen.